Hello and welcome to another episode of Progressive Mindset, the podcast for entrepreneurs looking to progress themselves and their businesses. I'm Bradley Monday. And I'm Jason Kemsley. And I think this might be our bread and butter. This is our topic. This is our topic. You can scour the the social media platforms the podcast platforms and you may never find two hosts that are more qualified to talk about the topic they're talking about i'm, I'm leaning into that as much as i can right um for full disclosure uh for those that may know us from outside of this podcast you'll know but um we are involved and in and run an outsourcing business in the technology sector and our concept, our, our topic today is about outsourcing because it's it's had a a massive pickup and drive in the last five to ten years, I would say. Agreed. Yeah, globalization has just meant that it is in, incredibly easy to to reach out and uh, em, employ people across across the globe, right? Absolutely. And there, I wanted to start. There are many books based on the concept of outsourcing. I had a partner tell me what about one I haven't I hadn't even read until they shared it. Um, we've got things like Smarter Outsourcing, Scale or Fail, The Black Book of Outsourcing. These are all, I looked, bestsellers okay. and, you know, a super prominent Scale or Fail being a uh, quite an impactful one because it's, it's sold, I, I can't remember the number of copies, but it's a lot of copies um, around the concept of how you build a business can literally go zero to 100 overnight. Um, and outsourcing is a concept that applies to all sectors. Whoever's listening, you could be in marketing, you could be in law, you could be in finance. It doesn't matter. The concept yeah. still applies. Yeah, and I, so it's around the stick to what you're good at kind of scenario. And I think that's where we're we're going to come from largely in this in this podcast is you uh, as as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, probably know the market that you're in and how to deliver your service or your product very very well. And it's those fringe services. It's the delivering of the IT, the finance, uh, those kind of things. You know, the marketing. Uh, where actually, if it's not if it's not your bread and butter, it's not what you know. You need to make that decision, right? Do I hire, or do I look to outsource and bring someone in externally? Absolutely. And there can be significant benefits to outsourcing, right? And I wrote down some, but Mindspace is a big one. The idea you are not losing control of this just to clarify um, and it might be a good place yeah. to just share there are some myths involved with outsourcing the losing control the fact you then don't have to touch it anymore the idea that it could create a spiraling cost or someone that doesn't care about it as much as you do obviously all of these do apply if you work with the wrong partner if you choose the wrong company etc you can fall into these traps but actually they are they are myths they're not they're they're the um, they're not the everyday use case of outsourcing, and it, so we obviously this this resonates with us in our space. Mindspace is a big one. If I was a finance business and I knew finance inside out, I'd probably outsource my marketing. I'd probably outsource my HR. I'd probably outsource my sales because what I know, what I do, what I bring to the party is I know finance super well. And once the customer's in, I'll make sure they get the best finance experience yep. they could ever have. But what I then need is someone that can deliver the best marketing for me. I need someone that can deliver the best HR for the type of people I bring in. And so your mind space means 
I've only got to worry about this finance problem now because I've given a task list, I've given objectives to these other companies who are going to go and focus on achieving the task list for those things. Yeah, and then you just need to measure them, right? You need to have very clear deliverables, measurables, so that you know that that chosen party is is doing what you need them to do. It stops all some of those concerns there that you've just you've just mentioned. Absolutely. So just to give this um, this conversation, I guess, a bit of structure is let, let's talk from the point of we've identified that there is a need, usually through business growth, right? Yep. Uh, usually, you know, we, we start off with one, maybe a few people, and we get to the point of, okay, my, my finance is, is a big enough problem now where I need, I need to work with someone. And it's usually the first, I think, because, hey, we've all got to do our tax returns and very few of us know how to do that right. So uh, we're, we're going to look to work with an accountant or in a finance person of some description for that absolutely and and i w- i was looking before this and I, I was looking now as well to pull them up for examples because you when you talk about outsourcing it's very difficult to shift your mindset we definitely see it so i think is is it is a slight shift in mindset because the the age-old leadership is you want to see it, you want to feel it, you want to touch it. You see what you've got, you see what the revenue goes towards, etc. This is quite yeah. a modern mindset that we're in, right? Uh, yeah, I, I, we still see it regularly in our own space where people want to employ people because that's what success means to them. A lot, a lot of people associate with the number of people in my business means that I've got a great business. And I think in today's day and age, that actually couldn't be further from the truth. Managing people, as we well know, can be a nightmare and it can be a massive time sap. So if you can find an external party that's taking that burden on and delivering very, very well, well, that seems like a smart move um, for sure. And and I I haven't shared these with you, so I'd like to get your... That's because you just found them. I watched you Google. Uh, Well... (laughs) I can't. I knew about this one, which is how I I knew this was a good one. But uh, I, the other ones I don't know. But I'd I'd love to get your take on the key bits of these. Okay. If if possible for our audience, um, Alibaba, uh, Jack Bay or Jack Bar, um, the the genius, the the millionaire, billionaire. Sorry, I should add, um, from China, knew he wanted to take these these products, these items from. Chinese manufacturers, etc. He wants to take them to market, but when they were quite small, they immediately identified they were really good at that stuff. But what they weren't good at is creating a website and an app. Okay. So, and I don't know for how long. That's the key part here because you get to a certain scale where maybe it makes more sense to bring it back. But for a very long period of time, during their first five years, four years at least, their entire website its content um, and app were outsourced to another company for two reasons. One, because they wanted to keep their mind in what they were doing and be the ultimate in it, which I think is fair to say they've got a niche, but they are that. And secondly, they were not the right people to do it. So they've spoken about this quite a lot. They didn't understand what British and American people wanted to see on a website Mm -hmm. because they were in China. And I know that's a very niche but that is you are you are employing engaging someone that knows something better than you do. No, I, I agree. I, th- I think that's a it's a really good uh, it's a really good use case. And as you said, at some point you you go past that 
that period of scale where where you bring it back in house, but um, otherwise makes sense to to outsource those things. Uh, next example, which I think has got a good one, we'll just do a couple. Okay. I, it's quite nice to uh, get the takeaways. Uh, WhatsApp in their early years could not afford full time staff. In terms of developers, I in assume? terms of developers, yes. Um, so they outsourced to create more scalable and predictable costs. Does it does it share how they outsourced? So was that okay? We're going to get some 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 freelancers because the the world of outsourcing has changed as well, right? In that sometimes you are looking for individuals that are experts in their field, and sometimes you're looking for an organisation that employs these experts depending on size complexity so it, it it says at the time they struggled to keep their costs reasonable while striving to push the competitive advantages they had compared to the others on the market so they had a different they were struggling with right we're spending all our time working on talent but we also need mm-hmm. to be pushing our competitive advantage so there's a bit of a mindset thing there they had some technology that um was fairly new and so what they done was they outsourced and brought in russian developers Okay, so they were bringing in individuals. Individuals, yep. Um, which, there's a, there's a real distinction, I think. You can go to an outsourcer that is a company and you can take a problem and you can give them a problem to, to solve and to staff and to deliver on. But actually, if you know about what you're trying to deliver and you can give direction to people, you can actually look at individuals and go and outsource to to individuals that are experts in their field and give them you know, a direction or a directive and have them execute that on your behalf. I think that's the distinction there is, do you know how to overcome the problem? In which yep. case it makes it easier to manage people and Absolutely. then you just need to go and, and you can use the you know the world to go and find the right people in, in the right places to overcome that. Uh, and I think outsourcing is more prominent than people realise, but it's still something that too many shy away from. So... Um, the the rest of the examples are all very similar and, and come back to similar concepts. But if you look at everyday life, everyday life, and, and that could be your local supermarket wants to open up in another country. That could be your favourite singer has dominated the country you're in and now they're going overseas to try and dominate another. They never take their existing team and then go. It's, you know, if I'm a singer... I'll go, right, well, I, I've dominated this market, the UK market. I'm going to go over to America. I need to get an American expert. Yep. I need to get an American assistant. I need to get an American marketing agency, PR agency, etc. Because it's about knowing the market, knowing what you need, knowing where you want to go. And it's the same inside the country. If you want marketing assistance, who better to say who the best marketing people are to work on your staff than a marketing expert. Uh, agreed. Um, so, so we're getting to a point where uh, we've used the word expert an, an awful, awful lot, and I think that that's exactly what we're looking for here. Is you know, back, right back to the start, we've identified you're your expert in what you do. You now want to bring in other experts, and I think to make this an actionable episode, we really should drive into the the journey, the outsourcing journey, finding your need. And then, right, we've just mentioned a few. We've mentioned we can go offshore, onshore. We can employ individuals. We can outsource to your company. Just moving through some of those scenarios so that we can help people find their way. 
throughout throughout the journey. And I think there's one quick and easy thing. Go for it. What is the thing in your business that you don't like doing the most? That's where I would start if I was uh, anyone. Uh, absolutely. It's um, it goes back to the four quadrants that we that we talked about, right? Enjoy doing, don't enjoy doing, good at, not good at. And yep. you want the bit that you're not good at and you don't enjoy doing, that's the bit that you need to to get rid of. Absolutely. And that that can be quite simply by just networking with some of them. You, you don't have to jump into a relationship. You've just got to explore your options a little bit. Find out in that space who's the market leader, what do you like, dislike about them. Look at a smaller player, what do you like, dislike about them. And then we'll come on to how to find the right the right partner. But what you really don't like. And then just after that, what you're really not good at. Because mm -hmm. there's stuff that we're all good at. No, stuff that we like, but we're not good at. Correct, yeah. That then becomes the second thing that we need to go and get some help with. No, I, I I agree. So you so we've we've when we've identified that thing, let's let's say that that first thing is is finance because I think for many businesses, as I said earlier, that is that's what needs to go. Yep. We could obviously employ someone. Yep. Uh, or we can look at individuals or companies that are out there. It's making that decision in terms of. I think either way, the process needs to be like an interview. You need to apply the same logic in terms of vetting those individuals or vetting the companies to work know out what you want work. before you sit down absolutely and then find out if they're gonna gonna deliver it so you can still write job specs what needs to be achieved with this task it can be treated exactly like employment and then the reason that most people start outsourcing is because you don't have a full-time role right when we are when we are just a few people we do not need a full-time finance director so okay employment's probably out of the question at this point we then need to look at, you know, what does it cost? Is going to be a separate thing. We need to work out how much money do we want to spend on this thing before we then go and look at, right, is it individuals? Are they offshore, onshore? And where, do, where, who holds the right expertise for me? Absolutely. Um, as well. And, and I would suggest you always look at two or three of them. Yeah, never, never, never choose opposite. the first one. I know it's a gate. given, but I, I know what it's like. You can get quite excited by the first one and the idea of what you can benefit from. Right, sign me up. What's, what do you mean? I, I don't have to do that thing I hate anymore. Sign me up. Is you want to look at three. And um, just to quickly throw in another bit, the three things that I think you'll resonate with that we think you should look for are definitely the core values. Mm -hmm. Do they? Do you see a bit of your business in them or the way they act or the way they engage? What flexibility looks like? Outsourcing doesn't have to be rigid. There is a way of making, yeah. in your words, the non-standard standard. standard. Um, and finally, and it's, it's similar to core values, similar to you, they resonate with you. you. When you get on the call, you feel like, I could trust you. I, I can give you this task. There's an element of management and stuff. We'll come to that. So you jump with three, you line up three similar or in the vertical that you want. Yeah. Assistance. Uh, or assistant packages or, or outsourcing packages or whatever it may look like. And then, I, like you said, with an interview, if you're interviewing someone, I don't think that's ever a one-stage process either. Uh, no, I, I agree. You've got to go through a couple of couple of stages at least. References need to be in there as well just to make sure that these people can do and deliver what they say, what they, say they can. Just to go back to... Um, 
uh, your three things that they need to align to. I think that really works when you are looking at almost giving a role out. There are definitely terms of types of outsourcing where you're just looking to give away tasks. And depending on where you go in the world, depends on there are there are certain places that you'll go where just are culturally more transactional yep and so you're going to look at your core values and depending on where you sit in the world if they're around people and embracing you know, creating a good commercial culture that there might not be a, a good alignment that doesn't mean that those people aren't great at being going here's a task go and complete it so it goes back to understanding what what we're trying to offload and how much responsibility uh, needs to needs to go across to this individual as well. Because you can just give tasks away and have someone very transactionally go through and complete them for you. And, and you just made me think of something. Going one further step backwards, one of the biggest things I think I see as a problem is people don't fully understand what the problem is they're looking to get help with mm -hmm. so you have to really understand that so in your example finance help okay at the bare minimum i might not like it i might not enjoy it but i need to understand what it is i need do i need a finance director do i need a bookkeeper do i need an accountant you have to have a bit of an idea as to what you need otherwise it could be quite a windy track and you end up never uh, reaching okay. the expectations you were you were looking for i think too many people ah problem let's go call some people that say they're experts we, an expert will be able to fix a problem or help you with a problem but you will always have some uh, underlying expectations that they'll never be able to meet and that's a really important part of the conversation right is a a good outsourcer that's that's been there done that should drive that conversation to eke out your expectations Yep. If you're working with individuals, maybe maybe they're not quite there yet, but you should certainly, in that case, share your expectations because they should be clearly defined. And then that person can can then make an informed decision as to whether they're the right company or, or individual to assist you. Absolutely. And, and remember, if they're good at what they do, they've spoken to people like you a hundred times before. So they should have the playbook. They should have the... Here's how to make you feel easy. These are the buzz buzzwords. This is probably what you're seeing. They've probably done this time and time again and should know how to communicate with you to put your mind at ease in some sort of way, shape or form. Yeah. And as we've as we've talked about that and you know, sort of thinking about our own experiences, we've already said that you're not the expert in this in this field. That's why you're looking to to outsource. Um usually. I think there's in our marketplace, sometimes uh, it's it's a little bit different because quite often they do feel like they're the experts and they just can't find more experts. Yeah. Uh, so but perhaps our own experience is a little bit different to normal. Um, those those people are the experts. So if you feel that you things should be done in a certain way, and you know when you're talking through and you're un understanding how they're going to deliver, and you oh no that's not actually how I want it done. Sometimes I think you need to, to reel that back in and go, you know what, I'm not the expert in this field. Maybe I should be open to uh, advice and criticism on the way that I need it delivered so that we can actually have a healthy partnership moving forward. So I think all the time you're pushing your agenda that perhaps isn't the best way to do things, you, you, you're going you're gonna to struggle to 
have a healthy outsourcing relationship. Absolutely. So let's let's imagine finance, marketing, whatever. Um, I, I did have one more example, actually. This was an example I learned about years and years and years ago. But it's the most basic form of outsourcing. And it was, uh, I, I can't, sh- I don't know if I can share the name, so I won't. But it's a famous shampoo and conditioner company. They're known for shampoo and conditioner. But all they made was the liquid. They outsourced the label, the packaging, the bottle. All they made was that liquid stuff. And they're quite well known. It's got a very known smell. And they their brand is around making these really flagrant shampoos that are really soft and gentle with your hair. And they have one for damaged hair. They have one for hair that's been in the sun. They've got, you know, 10, 12 Range. different variations. But all they do is they hyper, hyper focus with a small team on the formula, the ingredients. Yeah. They then go buy their bottles in hundreds of thousands. They go pay for the hundreds of bottles, uh, thousands of bottles to be packaged up and the liquids put inside them. And it's that's it. Outsourcing it is purest form. But I think it's a great, it resonates with me in terms of when we were talking, we always spoke before about productivity, etc. Um, in a previous episode. When, when you shrink the amount your mind has to contend with or think about, you have more to put your hundred percent. Yeah, that helps you be the best in your marketplace, right? That's what that's what outsourcing is. That's what we're advocating outsourcing for. So, what does it look like? We've got a bit of experience for this. You find an outsourcer. Yep. You start working with one. Well, we've we, yeah we've gone through the vetting process and we found someone that that really works um, for you. I, I think it depends what you're outsourcing as to as to how it works. But what we could possibly focus in on is. How do we make that a success? Yep. Um, and it, it's about holding people accountability, uh, accountable. Sorry, we're we're going to have already identified the things that you need to achieve. So now we need to work out in what quantity or in what timescales, and that needs to be very very clear from the outset. This is what everyone expects from everyone, and we can uh, we can move that forwards. Okay, so obviously we know what you know success looks like and what that what that structure looks like next we've got to realize we're, we're not abdicating responsibility here we we are looking at this at a top level like we could have, would a manager of a mm-hmm. you know like we were discussing with a manager what their department team are outputting we're not monitoring measuring this in the same way we maybe would if we're monitoring an employee and we're looking at every individual small item we want to be managing this like it is a department uh, I agree. This is this is this is big picture, high level stuff, and then allow that it, those people to be the best at what they are in the way that they be the best. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Reporting wise, we want some sort of report. You know, this is just like if we had a department head in the in the board meeting. Mm-hmm. We want some sort of reporting weekly, monthly, quarterly. You might want to have a, a you know a full on business review meeting once a year. You, only you will know what's best based on the size of your business, what you're doing, how important they are to you, etc. And here's my big one, and I, I love this. I think you have to be or try and be your outsourcer's favourite customer or partner. We have it's, we have it in our business. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that get those little ticks, tips and tricks. They're the ones that get that little bit of help over here when they're a bit down or they, they need a lift up. 
for. They need that little thing that goes way outside of what we do or the process. It's. I don't think that's any different to the way in which you, you work with your employees and your team, right? Is th- an outsourcer needs to be part of the team. And I've always had a problem with the word outsource because actually it's about bringing people into your organization to be a part of what you're creating. Yep. So it's not just flinging something over the fence. And so the more that you treat them like a partner or an employee or part of your team, the more you're going to get out of them. I think that's what you're describing there is it just creates a good working relationship. If you're on the phone shouting and screaming because something didn't go right because I pay you, yeah, you, you wouldn't do that with an employee, but you pay them as as well, right? It and has you the want the best from these people. So the more you knock them down, the, yeah. the harder it is for them to get back up right. And it's, it's only going to end in one way for the net result you were looking for. No. And and I guess the only thing to end on is is you know this is this is a real specialist topic. I don't know what you want to call it, but um, if anyone is investigating outsourcing in the tech space, in the marketing space, we we've seen it, we've done it. We do a bit of outsourcing in in our business, whether it's HR or um, whatever that may be. Maybe reach out in the comments, for, uh, drop us a sure. message we'd be more than happy to to help or or even just brainstorm the problem you've got and what might be the right the right answer it'd be nice to try and you know pass on that wisdom question mark <laughs> uh, i agree with that back on to the listeners great thank you very much for listening see you on the next one